Welcome to the Testimony Service Podcast, the podcast that will encourage you, increase your faith, and draw you closer to God. I'm your host, Martina. The Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing the Word of God. So in an effort to help our listeners' faith increase, each episode will begin with a scripture. Today's scripture comes from Psalm 55, verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and He will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be shaken. And now for episode 17, Journey to Wholeness. Hello, uh, my name is Claudette. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri. And I just want to share my testimony about my journey to wholeness. Um, And when I say wholeness, I mean wholeness in, you know, my mind, my thoughts, my emotions, my spirit and body. So back in 2018, I experienced a devastating separation, which eventually ended in divorce. I won't go into the details of everything, but it was devastating. You know, the day prior, our our family was together, and within like 24 hours, I had to make a decision for the well-being and safety of my family. Everything happened so fast. I didn't know how to process it, and most times I didn't know if I was coming or going. And so, you know, I thank God for my pastor. I thank God for his wife. I thank God for my family, friends, and my church family. However, I knew that I needed more than what they could give because many times I would say, God, I don't understand this. I don't even know how to process this, God. I thought things were well. I thought things were going well, you know, but it all ended abruptly. And so I ended up being connected with the therapist, and I was very grateful for that because I was able to get that clinical side, which helped me to process and and even the medical side of it. Um, And I literally felt like my life was turned upside down, and it wasn't just a feeling. It really was turned upside down. You know, I didn't know what direction to go. You know, when you are in a covenant and when you're married and then that ends abruptly and you got to now figure out uh, how to hedge your house by yourself. And even when devastating things happen, life doesn't stop, you know, so I still had to go to work. I still had to make sure my kids got to school. I still had to try to keep a sense of normalcy, even though I was aching and hurting and in some regard grieving, you know, on the inside. Um, and as a result of that, my life being turned upside down in that way, you know, I was in financial disarray. And so I had to end up uh, filing bankruptcy, which is something that I had never done before, you know, so I had a whole lot of brokenness and a whole lot of broken pieces in my life. And I felt so empty. And a lot of times I would say, God, like, why? Like, why me? You know, I'm faithful to you. I'm obedient to you, God. Like, I don't understand this whole dynamic. Why me, God? You know, and this went on for a few months. You know, I would ask God, why? You know, why did you let this happen, God? You know all things, God. You know, why did you let this happen? And so finally one day uh, I was sitting and I said, God, you know, where's my life going? You know, I don't, I don't even know what to do next because before my life was turned upside down, I felt like, like things were kind of falling in place purpose-wise as it relates to my, my ex-husband and I, but he was my husband at the time. Um, and then when this happened, I'm thinking, okay, God, now what, I, what do I do? Um, you know, I felt so lost. In some regards, I always allowed, like, my purpose to be wrapped up in someone else. 
I mean, I guess in a certain sense, your purposes should collide um, when you're married. However, you still need to have a sense of who you are and where God is taking you. And I think that that's what I lacked. And so when this happened, I didn't know what to do. You know, I was lost. And so not long after I asked that question to God, Lord, like, where's my life going? Like, what do you want me to do? You know, because up until that point, I felt like I was just, I was on autopilot. I was just doing what I knew to do. Not long after I asked that question, God led me to reach out to a lady that I've known for a long time. Now, I consider her a longtime friend. We don't talk often. Um, she's not a best friend, but she was. she's a really solid person that's always been consistent in my life. And she's kind of one of those people that she can hear what you don't say. And that particular day, I think we met at Starbucks and we were sitting there for like two hours. And I was just kind of sharing with her what I was going through and how I was feeling, how I didn't know where my life was going, where I was heading. I just kind of felt like I was suspended, like in midair. And she listened to me. She counseled me, and I'll never forget this. Toward the end of our fellowship, she said, you know I have a program, and the program is called A Beautiful Life. It's like a a life coaching program. And she said, so you pray on it, and you let me know if this is something that you want to do. And I told her right then, I said, I don't need to pray on it. I know for sure that this is what God is wanting me to do because I don't know where my life is going. And thus began my journey to wholeness. Uh, and spirit, soul, mind, and body. One of the first things that I learned about me is that I had to change how I thought and my language Um, because, you know, I thought that I confessed the Word of God. I thought that I was doing, you know, what I should have been doing to actively, like, pursue purpose and to pursue passions and know, you know, and be confident, but I wasn't. And so I had to change my mindset and my language and then take responsibility for my life because for a great portion of my life, I would allow life's problems, circumstances, and things like that to toss me to and fro, causing me not to accomplish my purpose. So let's say I had in my mind to write a blog or something like that. Then something came up bad or something in life happened. Then I thought, okay, well, maybe God don't want me to do it. So I let like life and things just get me off course and carry me whichever way. I kind of just went with the flow. Um, And then I, I learned about myself. I had to ask God the hard questions and accept his plan for my life. And one of the main hard questions I had to ask him, instead of saying, God, why me? I had to step back and say, God, what do you want me to learn from this, God? And I still was asking God, why did you allow it? But it was in a different spin. It wasn't from the victim side or the victim-like mindset or mentality. It was more so from, okay, God, what do you want me to get from this, God, so I can grow and I can move on? And so one of the next things that I was confronted with, you know, while being connected and joined to uh, my life coach, and I, I forgot to say that she's a Christian and filled with the Holy Ghost. And so uh, a lot of times in our sessions, she would minister to me, not even just purpose and passion, but even in my pain. And God brought great healing. Some of the things that she began to ask me was, what are your passions? What's your purpose? And so I began to name off all these passions that I had. And then she asked me this one question. She said, how much of that are you doing? And 
it was crickets. I kind of just sat there like, wow. And she said, Claudette, or she called my nickname is Deanie, and so she calls me Deanie. She said, Deanie, you have all these passions, but you're not doing it. She said, it makes no sense to know your passions and not be doing it. And so once we got to the heart of things, I realized that I wasn't actually doing what I was called to do, what God placed me here to do. I wasn't doing it. First of all, I didn't know how to get to the root of my passion and purpose. And second of all, I didn't know how to do it consistently without allowing life to stop me. You know, like I said, instead, I would just taste things as they came. And so I learned that doing things that are not leading me to where I wanted to go was pointless. As a result, this pushed me to develop a plan to get to where God wanted me to be and go. And so I had to deal with core issues in me that kept me from achieving it, like low self-confidence, self-doubt, and be intentional about walking in purpose, my gifts, my strengths, even acknowledging my weaknesses and working on that, and my passions. And you you all, this is a big deal for me. Um, It may not be a testimony of being physically brought back from death. However, this is a testimony for me of being spiritually and mentally and emotionally and psychologically brought back from death and into like real life, like living life intentionally and on purpose. Because before this, I sit back and watch other people do it, only wishing I could do it. And the only difference between them and myself is that they had the tools and they had a plan, and I didn't. Hallelujah, but I really thank God that he brought me what I needed. And one thing that I had to realize through this journey to wholeness is that it it wasn't just going to fall in my lap. I had to practice. I had to prepare. I had to put the work in. And at this point in my life, I was willing to do whatever it took because I knew I couldn't go back to where I came from. And the way I was going, I didn't want to go where I was heading. I knew that I had to be transformed and changed. And so I had to practice and prepare and I learned that who I was, who I was, was good enough and that it was okay for me to bring all of me into every opportunity, every situation, every ministry opportunity, every opportunity on my job, to, like that all of me was good enough and was better than good enough and was okay and that I did not have to apologize for who I was because for so long, I felt like I had to compromise and apologize for who I was. The authentic me that God created, I had to apologize and I had to kind of dummy down who I was to make other people comfortable. And through this, God brought me mental, emotional, psychological, and physical healing. And also God was changing and transforming my mindset. And so I began working on my passions more. Realize, and, and one of the most powerful things that I realized through this journey of wholeness is that having a bad day or a bad time means nothing to my journey. And what I mean is just because I have a bad day or something negative comes up, it doesn't mean I'm, 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 it's going to keep me from getting where I need to go. And in the past, that would stop me. Like, things would come up, and like I said, I'd be like, oh, well, maybe it's not meant for me to do it, or oh, well, you know, I kind of let it knock me back. 
But through this, I realized, and this, this transformed my life too. And the way this came about, one day I was at work and I was having a bad day, having a hard time emotionally. And I called my life coach and so I'm crying on the phone and I'm telling her what's going on with me. And she told me, she said, Deanie, you're going to have bad days. You're going to have bad times, but it means nothing for your journey. You're still going to get where God is needing and wanting for you to go. And this taught me more how to lean on his word more than my feelings. Even if I was having a bad day, that didn't stop me from pursuing purpose or pursuing my passions. You know, I couldn't cancel my passions because I didn't feel like things were going right. It taught me that. It also taught me to lean on his truth more than my facts, more than what I knew to be true. Because what I know to be true can change, but his truth never changes. And so this journey taught me to lean on what he says about me more than what what I see or what I know. Also applying teachings, principles, and like assignments, you know. So I had to put in the work. There were assignments that my life coach would give me, which helped me learn more about me and look issues and Things came up in my heart and in me that weren't so pretty, but I had to be willing to work through that if I wanted to be my best whole self and the best that God wanted me to be, and I'm still working towards it. I haven't arrived. And as a result of God allowing that devastating incident, so it was devastating and it was horrible, But as and I'm not saying that he caused it because he didn't. However, he allowed it. And when I look back on it, I am so grateful because it led me to counseling, which led me to a life coach. And as a result, my life has transformed and changed like never before and in ways that I can't imagine. And so, you know, some of the things that have happened as a result of that, I've written a book. Um, and it's been a long time coming. However, I'm set to get my, the draft in the mail, I think, Tuesday, Monday or Tuesday. And if if the, the draft or the proof looks right, I can go ahead, hit publish, and get copies and get an electronic copies out and everything like that. God also, as a result of me digging into my passions and stuff, he blessed me to start a girls program and it's for girls ages 12 to 18. And we dig into some of those very issues, self-confidence, self-image, conflict resolution, how to deal with failure. You know, through this, I learned how to deal with failure and not to look at failure as a, a bad thing, but to look at it as uh, like a stepping stone, something to learn from. Through this, I also teach more confidently because I know that's what he's called me to do is teach. Um, and I reject anything that goes against his plan for me. Anything that's trying to pull me in a different way than where he's taken me, I now know that he's given me the power to say no or negate it and keep going the way that he wants me to. Also, as a result of this, within the last almost year and a half, I received a promotion on my job, which came with a pay increase. Um, and I'm also like using my gifts and passions more on my job. One of the things, like I said, that I'm called to is teach, and I love training. Well, now I oversee training on my job, and I am a trainer. And just, uh, I think it was last week, I, I wrote my first training for my job. You know, I'm just so grateful to God for this. Also, I have spearheaded praise and worship workshops, and this was like a goal of mine that I had written down, but I didn't, I didn't know how to put work to it. 
Well, within the last couple of years, I have spearheaded two. Uh, we were supposed to have one in March, you know, but we had to cancel it because of everything that was going on with the virus. So we rescheduled it for May, and then I have another one coming up in November. Hallelujah. And then the last thing that God has blessed me to do, uh, I enrolled in a master's program last August. And so I'm now in coursework to get my master's degree in organizational leadership. So through that horrible situation, God transformed my life and brought good. And he really brought to life that scripture, Romans 8 and 28, where it says, For we know that all things work together for good to them who love the Lord and all the and are the called according to his purpose. And this in turn, by me allowing God to work this out for my good, it has not only affected me, but it also has and will continue to affect my children, which in turn will affect my grandchildren. You know, I look at this as God broke a generational a curse in my life. And like I said, if I was able to go into the details uh, the things that surrounded the um, the separation, you would have a better understanding. But things that surrounded that genera- that separation and the decision that I made, that was something that had happened in my mom's life and maybe generations before her, but it had never been broken. And God let me know, uh-uh, I'm delivering you out of this, and you got to make this decision now. And so I really I thank God for breaking the curse off of my life and in turn, breaking it off of my children's lives and making me whole. And like I said, I'm a work in progress, so I haven't arrived. But I thank God that I'm not where I was. I thank him for where I am um, as I continue in my journey. Wow, that's a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. Was that okay? Oh, it was, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, okay. absolutely. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh, Martina, because I was like, God, what do I share? And I promise he was just like, you need to share your journey to wholeness. And yeah. I, cause that, it was, cause that happened not long after we were in Colorado. Mm. Literally, you know, the day we got back here, mm. we, we got back to Kansas City like four or five something in the morning, slept for about four hours, went to work, came home, went to bed that night at like 10 something that night, Martina, mm-hmm. at like one something in the morning, my life was flipped upside down. Wow. And that next day I had to make a decision. Okay, yeah, you got to go because that, 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 the, the decision that he made mm-hmm. not only put me in jeopardy, but it put my children right. in jeopardy. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so literally within a day's time, look, I was in Colorado the day before mm-hmm. <laughs> with a husband and got, and got back. And in 24 hours, I was no longer with my husband. Yeah, wow, my life was crazy. turned upside down. Yeah, but God is faithful. God yeah. is so faithful. And um, like I said, he, for a long time, I was like, God, why? You know, I'd be crying. And finally I said, okay, Lord, what do you want? And, and a good friend of mine, I called her and was just crying to her. And she said, Claudette, I, I really believe God is after something in you. There's something that he wants you to learn from this. And so mm-hmm. he taught me a whole lot about myself. What, and I didn't, I didn't even remember to share this, but he taught me, you know, that I don't have to compromise who I am. I think I may have touched on it, but that, you know, I deserve God's best and that, you know, I don't, yeah. He just taught me a lot about myself and just helped me get get in my passions and purpose, Martina. And so that's my life's goal now. Yeah. (laughs) So you talked about going to therapy. So can you just 
touch on the, I guess, stigma that surrounds that, especially with, like, the African-American community and even within the church. Like, you know, that's usually the last thing that people end up, you know, using as a place of help. So can you touch on that a little bit? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. And I, and, and I know that you're right as it relates to people in the African-American community feeling like, like it's a taboo, mm-hmm. you know, and some of that comes from shame. You know, they don't want people to know. And then especially in the faith community, they feel like, okay, well, God is a healer and he'll heal and he'll take care of it all. And that's right. true. He will. However, he has put therapists in place. They've gone to school and they've gotten and they've gotten the education to be able to kind of go deeper, you know, because some issues, you know, you got mental illness, you got depression, you got all these issues. And most times pastors are not equipped to handle that, you know, right. and so you need you need that extra support. And it doesn't make you any less saved. It doesn't make you any less filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, it just, it really shows you being pro- proactive and taking your mental health, physical health into your own hands and, and, and helps you, you know, be whole, you know, because God, he used my pastor and his and first lady. He used other sisters at church, uh, but there still was a missing piece because, like I said, I didn't know how to mentally process it. I was on mm-hmm. autopilot. I'm like... Lord, I need your help. I need to talk to somebody who has gone to school for this and can help me identify and teach me how to navigate mentally, emotionally, and psychologically through this. Now, I'm, I'm praying too, but I need that help. And so, so yeah, you know, and as a result, I'll shoot, I'll be, I'll be sharing, hey, I go to, if I talk to somebody and I, you know, especially in the faith community or in our black community and I see that they're dealing with something, I'm like, hey, uh, I got a therapist, or have you thought about therapy? You mm-hmm. know, it's nothing wrong. It don't mean you're crazy, because that's a stigma, too. You know, if you go into a therapist, then you you know you're crazy or something. No, that just means you are really wanting to be healthy in every way. Right. So one more question on the whole opposite end. So as you were talking about um, going to your life coach, you were talking about, like, staying consistent in your purpose and your passions, even when life throws things at you, how do you do that, like, practically? One thing is, like, I have a a vision board on my bathroom mm-hmm. door. I'm looking at it right now. And then I have my goals written out. Then also I have my journal that has a lot of things written out. And so practically what I would do and what I still do on those hard days or those bad days, I whip out and say, okay, this is my purpose. This is what I need to be, you know, still focusing on. Um, this is what you called me to do. God, or these are the passions and the goals and things like that that you've given me to do. So I kind of keep it before me, you know, or kind of refer back to what it is that my my mind or my purpose or my focus, I'm sorry, needs to be on, you know, because if not, life will consume you. It's always going to be bad things that happen or problems that come up, you know, but I can't let that get me off of what I know I should be doing. You know, mm-hmm. you, you think about people who are successful, you know, they're not successful by letting, like, going with the flow of life or letting, you know, every problem get them off. No, they keep that purpose right in front of them and say, uh-uh, this is what I need to be focused on. Okay, I failed here. Okay, Lord, you know, for me, it's a prayer. Okay, Lord, show me what I can do better the next time or give me strategy or whatever. So it's just pressing past 
how I feel and keeping those goals and passion and even, you know, those life-giving statements in front of me and just keeping myself reminded, you know, this won't last always, you know. Sometimes I even write out daily affirmations. It just depends on what it is that's going on in my Mm -hmm. life. I'll write out daily affirmations and kind of say those over my life, you know, until I'm feeling better, and that helps keep me on course, you know, because you're not going to feel like it a lot of times. You're not going to feel like it, but you got to keep that purpose. And sometimes I think about Jesus, you know, and what he has said before him. I'm sure Mm -hmm. in the flesh he didn't feel like it, but you know what? He kept it before him. Mm -mm. This is why I'm here. And even though, you know, he prayed and said, Lord, let this cup pass from me. But at the end, he said, nevertheless, your will be done. So he kept that purpose, Mm -hmm. you know, because he kept the bigger picture in front of him. And so that's practically what I would say. That's some good advice. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You've been been a busy woman. You you said you've written a book. You started Mm -hmm. a girls program. You got promoted at work. You started Mm -hmm. praise and worship workshops. Now you're in a Mm -hmm. master's program. (laughs) Yes. Man, yes, you're not yes, playing around. Yes. God, God turned it around for you. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like I, uh, I lost a lot of ground. I spent so many years, like starting, stopping, starting, stopping, and then mm-hmm. come sometime not completely doing it. Well, so when I learned the principles that I learned and put in that work, I was like, I'm never going back to that place. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Testimony Service Podcast. Before you go, check out this sneak peek from next week's episode. But my mother showed up to court and abandoned me in front of everyone, including the judge, without any warning and just said, she's not coming home here. I don't want her. You guys can keep her. You know, I don't know what you're going to do with her, but she's never allowed, you know, back in my home ever again.